company started Pastor Serve in 1999. Okay. And um, we just kind of bounced along for about two two years, and then there were four phenomenal businessmen mm. that just had a huge passion and a big, big vision and said, we think that God wants this to be a lot bigger. And so we began to grow the staff and expand the staff, and we made a very strong commitment at the very start, very strong commitment. Mm. We will serve the whole church. Awesome. We will serve the whole church, which means we're not going to be a white male suburban pastor's ministry. We're going to serve the churches in the urban core. We're going to see, see, you know, serve the church if it's led by a woman. We're going to serve the African-American church, the Hispanic church, the Asian church, the Haitian church. And, uh, and we, that's, that's been a very strong commitment. Listen, there's, there's been a very significant cost to that, sure. uh, which means, so there, there are those groups that we help and they can pay. And we're always very grateful for that. And there's groups that we help and they can't pay and we still help them mm-hmm. uh, because we feel called to serve the whole church. And so while, while, you know, while we charge for lots of things that we do, we also have to raise a lot of funds because we're going to serve churches that can't pay. Um, so that's just been a big, big priority to us. Yeah, so, uh, so I get to serve with an amazing team. We have some very strong leaders all across the country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think the, I think that my greatest gift that I have is that I am very aware that my self-worth now is in Jesus, which allows me mm-hmm. to hire staff that are a lot smarter than I am, a lot more gifted than I am. Because if you met my whole staff, you'd say, Okay, you're probably ninth in line as far as these, you know, just, just to be gifted to be CEO. Sure. So there's times I laugh because I think we have such a competent staff with amazing people. Yeah. And they, I mean, we have some very strong leaders on our team. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Wow. So as you look back at kind of your journey and, and these things, how has God been using what you've been through in this process? Oh, it's, it's constant because I think that there's a lot of pastors that will write where I was as far as that their self-worth is in the church and they need to be, you know, just free from that. And so, I mean, like every day, every day I I just meet pastors that have a huge amount of fear and they're like, I don't know if I can tell you the way that my, my life actually is. It's like, listen, I mean, like, you know what though? I already know that you're broken. I know that there's issues in your life because there's issues in everybody's life. We all have issues. We all have struggled. We all struggle with our thought life and on and on and on. We all desperately need to have Jesus. And so I find that that's a very common thing because oftentimes you'll have a pastor that feels a bit tense that says, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can talk to you. I'm not sure if this is a safe place. I don't know if you can understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And then you share your own story. and They're like, wow, you do understand my story. Yeah. And I think I can be very open now just to share with you all the junk in my life. Thank you for doing that. Well, it's thank you. Really, Thanks, really I appreciate important. that. Wow. So here's here's a deeper question yeah. to think about, but a little different direction. So what makes Jimmy Dodd come alive? Yeah, that's a great question. The thing that makes me um, sad is I think there's a lot of pastors that really don't understand the basics of the gospel. They don't understand that we're worse than we know we are worse than we will ever admit, mm. but we're more deeply loved by Jesus than we will ever possibly comprehend. Yeah. What brings me alive is I love to be able to share the gospel with pastors, which sounds crazy. It's like, what do you mean you share the gospel with pastors? Because there's a lot of pastors 
who might know the gospel, but they don't personally believe the gospel. Mm. And I love, especially pastors in a very hard place. Yeah. They're in a hard place, and they're in the midst of some pain, and they need to hear the basics of the gospel. And I love to be able to walk through the most basic parts of the gospel with you know, pastors. And I hear a lot of pastors say, you know what, I've pastored for a long time. I've never thought about that in my entire life. Wow. Just to share the basics. And they say, I've never thought about that. So as we're wrapping up in the last few minutes here, um, think about a person who could be anywhere in the world today. And they are struggling they have no reason to believe they have any hope. They've heard a lot of talk, heard a lot of different things. Think about what you would want to say to them today, from your heart to their heart. Where could they find hope? You know, I think that the answer that comes to mind is so simple that some people think, don't, don't you have a lot more to say? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I do have a lot to say about these things, but I think the most basic thing is just to remind them that Jesus loves them, which is the most basic message in the world, just to remind them that Jesus is passionate about them. He is pursuing them. He cares for them. He is a better father to us than we are to our own kids. And we try as hard as we can. He is much, much better. Yeah. And the fact that he is there caring for us, pursuing us, he's loving us, he's amazingly forgiving us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a message we have to go back to over and over again. And the thing that I would just also really, really encourage people with is know that your pastor loves you. You know, pastors love their people. Mm-hmm. And I just constantly encourage people, give your pastor the chance to speak into your life. Because I think that that's a major frustration point right now for a whole lot of pastors. Because Mm -hmm. right now, sadly, so many people in the church are being functionally discipled by cable news. Mm. And so the thing I share with a whole lot of people is, hey, if you're trying to walk with Jesus, here is something really basic you can do. Stop watching cable news because you're going to become like what you watch because pastors feel frustrated because they're thinking, okay, cable news has got my people for multiple hours every week. I might have them for two to, I mean, if they're really, really engaged in the church, maybe three hours a week. And I feel like I just don't have enough time to speak into their life. And I would say, give your pastors a chance to speak into your life because they're going to have some good things and they're going to have care and allow them to actually lead you in that path of being discipled and do that far above, you know, these other things. Because it's a very loud world right now. It is. It just screams in our ear. And we oftentimes allow that and we let it. Mm-hmm. And I would say give your pastor a chance to really, really care for you and actually disciple you. Mm, that's good. And I think I would add to that and speak a word of it. Absolutely. Into your pastor's life. Absolutely. Because pastors need encouragement. And it seems like today there's like a, no matter what I do, no matter which side right. I come on, whatever issue, someone's going to be mad at me. Right. That's exactly right. And the thing we say constantly is pastors are people too. Not to advertise here, John, but I do have a book that's by that exact title, which is How to Care for Your Pastor. Because we, we were just asked constantly, Good. what's the best way that I can, you know, just really show 
love and care for my pastor and so we wrote a book that's great yeah let's have that title again pastors are people too available on amazon and every place else in the world so yeah well i know enough about you and your wife sally that you also love children we do love children and it seems like i know that you wrote a book for that too what's the title of that book the magnificent names of jesus which is a really fun children's book uh, we would encourage folks to get it. It's available everywhere. Um, it's a great devotional for kids. Mm. And what are the ages range for kids? It's kind of three to seven, but, you know, we have had kids use it that are eight through 12, and it's been used by actually lots and lots of adults have used it. And so we get notes a lot of times. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm in my 60s, and I use your book as my devotional. I know it's a children's book. Sure. Yeah. But it's it's got some depth to it. So it's not a short story it's uh it's just lots and lots of you know, stories about the names of jesus and there's yeah. some there's some deep theology in there it's a children's book uh, but it's in very plain language which i think everybody's like okay i kind of understand this for the first time because oh, it's like you're explaining this hard concept to you know, to a child and i get it and when the children are looking at it what are they going to see are they going to see something that looks like them they're going to see themselves they're going to see Every kid in the world is going to see themselves. It's a very multicultural book. And uh, you're going to see kids, no matter what your background is, no matter where you live, you're going to see somebody in the book that looks like you. And they'll see that Jesus loves them. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, brother. So glad that you were here. Thanks for wearing the hat for the entire time. You got it. I thought you might be trying to pull it off at some point. But, uh, and it looks good on you. Thank you. I'd encourage you to wear it in every future podcast, Jeff. I will consider that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm John Smith. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Kingdom Real. Can hardly wait to see you next time. God bless.